Welcome to The 511, a podcast about roadside assistance presented by Ajira. I'm Robert Bacon. We live in an experience economy. This term was first coined by Joe Pine and Jim Gilmore in their 1998 article in the Harvard Business Review. Pine and Gilmore noticed that at the time, many products and services were becoming commoditized, making it difficult to differentiate on anything but price. They argued that innovative companies would need to create value in other ways, namely by providing customers with memorable experiences that enable them to connect with the brand in a highly personal way. 20 years after Pine and Gilmore's paper, we usually associate the experience economy with live events like sports, theater, and music festivals, or activities like skydiving or escape rooms. But what about a company that sells pens, or computer hardware, or insurance? These companies need to find another way to provide a great customer experience. A recent PwC study found that 42% of customers would pay more for a friendly, welcoming experience. And more importantly, 17% would completely walk away from a brand after just one bad experience. So what does a great customer experience look like? Well, Tiffany Bova, the chief growth evangelist at Salesforce and best-selling author of Growth IQ, explains in her presentation to NEC America. People actually are beginning to remember the experience longer than they're remembering the price that they paid. Why do we catch Uber versus a taxi? You are picking things based on more than just price now, it may be experience. So for me, from an Uber perspective, it's very easy. I travel around the world as Scott does, and I never have the currency of where I am. So Uber saves me from having the currency of the country that I'm in. The second reason is it completely directly connects automatically to my expense report. Third reason I use it, and sort of more importantly to me really, is that because I do travel a lot, I travel alone, is that someone will know where I was last. So the product in that case is the experience that I have. And so when people say, I want to Uberize my business, it isn't really about the business model. You have to think about it as a mental model. What's the experience someone's going to have in an Uber? That is what they're competing against. One company in the automotive space that is obsessed with the customer experience is Haggerty. Haggerty started in 1984 selling insurance products for vintage boats, and they branched out into classic car insurance a few years later. But today, even though they still sell insurance, they don't call themselves an insurance company, and they don't act like one either. We sat down with Eric Kurt, Vice President of Haggerty Roadside, to hear about the Haggerty experience. Thanks so much for joining us today, Eric. For those who aren't familiar, can you share a little bit about Haggerty? Sure, yeah, absolutely. So Haggerty is an interesting company in the way that it's evolved. Started out insuring collector vintage boats uh, way back in the early 80s. And that really evolved through the 80s into the early 90s when our current CEO, uh, Mikhail Haggerty, took over the company that his dad had started. And that's when our growth really took off because Mikhail recognized the need for special insurance for collectible vehicles. These aren't like regular cars. People don't think of them like their daily use vehicles. They treat them and, and care about them in a much deeper, kind of more profound way. Most importantly, they don't depreciate over time. They appreciate in value in general, and they're driven much less. So there's a lot lower risk there. So McKeel and kind of that early band of Haggerty folks figured out a product for these vehicles. And then most importantly, kind of set us on this direction that we've been on ever since, just being ultra focused on customer service and to not be a boring insurance company. And can you talk a little bit about your specific role? Yeah, absolutely. I've been fortunate enough to be at Haggerty quite a while now. In fact, I just passed my 15-year anniversary yesterday. My role has kind of evolved over the years. I've been involved in the roadside aspect at Haggerty for over 10 years now, and that's really been kind of the through line throughout my career. 
at Haggerty is, is roadside. I, I, I just seems to be my niche. Uh, and that's what I do exclusively now at Haggerty. Oh, nice. And since you've started, or even since the company has started, how have you guys evolved? You know, the biggest change that we've undergone is from being focused on insurance for these vehicles to really becoming an automotive lifestyle brand. We're much more than insurance. We've evolved beyond insurance. We still do insurance really, really well. That's our backbone, I guess you'd say. But it's for people who love cars. We have a YouTube channel with some really popular shows. Anything that has to do with vehicles, Haggerty is involved in some way or another. Yeah. And based on your fan base, it's easy to see how this goes beyond insurance. Can you tell us a little bit about the Haggerty Drivers Club? For sure. Yeah. Back in, I think, 2003 is when we first started offering a membership to our insurance clients. And it was called Haggerty Plus for many, many years. In 2018, we relaunched the product. We rebranded it Haggerty Drivers Club and really expanded what the benefits are that are included. And that's to what I was just speaking about and becoming an automotive lifestyle brand. If you love cars, you can't escape Haggerty. <laughs> basically is our goal. You know, we want everyone who shares this passion for driving, this mission to save driving, which really is Haggerty's mission. And the Haggerty Drivers Club is one of our main ways we see doing that in the coming years. One of the most important things that we've done over the years, I think, is creating the Haggerty Drivers Club magazine, which, you know, is on about, I think it's 65th or 66th issue now. And it's really exclusive content that you can't find in any other automotive magazine. And now it has the third largest circulation of any automotive magazine in the world. The big change that happened when we relaunched the product was we made it available to anybody. You no longer had to have our insurance or have a vehicle insured with us in order to become a member and to start enjoying all the things that we feel we contribute to the love of the automobile. It sounds like a great mix of services and experiences. How do these experiences fit into your overall strategy? People who love cars usually aren't in a vacuum. They want to share that with their community. They want to share it with friends. They have it as a way to connect with people. And so we've really been trying to become the hub for that, be it through our YouTube channel. We have a forum you can discuss and ask questions about automobiles. There's all kinds of people and lots of knowledge out there. You can find that expert in our community. And so we really tried to foster that both online and in person. Now, before obviously 2020 and the pandemic was a lot easier to do that. We sponsor and, and run what we call cars and coffee all over the country, including here at our headquarters in Traverse City. And that's just bringing together the community. So, you know, drive your car in, have a cup of coffee, meet somebody new, meet somebody who shares this hobby with you. Really trying to be a part of auctions, rallies, um, anywhere where car people are gathering, we want to be a part of that and to help foster that. And what about when things go wrong? No one ever wants to be stuck on the side of the road, obviously, particularly if you're in a collector's vehicle. How did you extend this focus to roadside? Yeah, now you're talking about about the stuff I really love. So (laughs) not many people get excited about roadside, but uh, believe it or not, I do just because I've been doing it so long and I understand why it's so important to our members. This is often kind of the moment of truth for them, right? We look at it as all part of our response services. And what we mean by response services is you love this vehicle. And if you have a roadside event or if you have a claim, those are both instances where you can no longer drive or enjoy this vehicle that you love and so important to you and you put so many hours and, and, and passion into. We view our role here at Haggerty, both on the roadside team and the claims team, as how do we quickly, efficiently, and expeditiously get you back on the road and enjoying your vehicle. You know, oftentimes we have a lot of very high loyalty with our brand. Once somebody is with Haggerty, they understand what that means. They know that means they can pick up the phone, talk to a real live human being who's going to be warm and friendly and 
you know, um, understand what they're going through. And we want that to be the same on the roadside. And that's, you know, really why we partnered with Ajero. Ajero understands the Haggerty brand very well. Any roadside event, even in your daily use vehicle, it's a bad moment, right? You've had a something go wrong with your day. You're on your way to somewhere and you're not going to get there on time. With a collector vehicle, it's times 10. You know, this is something you've put so much effort and work and care and blood, sweat and tears into. And now it's on the side of the road and you're worried about it. You know, maybe it's getting dark. It's starting to rain. That's where our, the roadside team comes in. That's where our partnership with Ajero comes in. Can you tell us a little bit about the lift option? Yeah, for sure. This is something that Ajero brought to us as a benefit enhancement. And to be honest, for when we first tried it out, we just kind of did a pilot because we weren't sure if our members, if it was going to be really important to them. This idea of offering an alternative transportation during a roadside event. You know, traditionally, you just ride with the tow truck driver um, or you have someone come pick you up. We thought, well, this is interesting. You know, Lyft is a well-recognized brand. Ajero's partnered with them. Let's give it a try. So we started a, a pilot about a little over a year ago, December 2019. Little did we know, you know, we were going to hit a pandemic in March when you could really no longer ride with the tow drivers most of the time. So we happened to have this pilot running. Our members responded to it really well. We saw that in our MPS comments, just hearing from our members on the phone. You know, our members love to call and talk with us. And just having that offer of, hey, do you need a ride? And we'll send a lift to you. You don't even need to have the lift app. We'll take care of everything. You know, even if they didn't take them up on it, our members were just kind of blown away. It's that old surprise and delight, right? Like, wow, you, you Haggerty's not going to leave me stranded here. Not only are they taking care of my vehicle, but they're also going to take care of me and get me where I need to go. Yeah, and we've added it um, as a permanent part of the program uh, because it has been so successful. Yeah. And how do these roadside events help deliver on your commitment to your members? One of the things that we've always done, in addition to being hyper-focused on customer service, is to be forward-looking with technology. You know, the, really the reason we're with the leader in roadside in North America, Jero, is because of their commitment to technology. Roadside is historically kind of a slow-adopting industry. You know, we've got all these different providers out there, small, medium, large in size, and, you know, a lot of them up until recently, and actually still currently, you know, do business on paper. Ajero made it clear that their intention was to change all that and to really be at the forefront of new technology and roadside. You know, with your acquisition of the Swoop technology, that's been a massive one for us. Being able to text live updates to our members, give them live truck tracking so they can actually see the tow truck coming, just like they're having, you know, a lift event where the car is coming. Now they can see the tow truck coming and they can watch the tow truck bring their car that they care so much about all the way to the shop or wherever its destination is. So really increasing the level of visibility um, through technology has been the massive sea change that we've been working with our partners at Ajero to undertake over the past few years. Yes, definitely. And this year we've had to depend on technology more than ever just to keep in touch with people. This year has obviously posed a lot of different challenges for all of us. How have you tried to maintain this sense of camaraderie and community through the pandemic? I think the biggest way is, is through communication. You know, the magazine has continued on and that has a huge following. Our videos that have a large following out there on YouTube, all the content we put on articles we push out through our newsletter and online. You know, we have a very vibrant online community and keeping all that alive, even though we couldn't do a lot of the events this year that we would traditionally do, we, we kept all those other things alive to keep this community knitted together and growing. Yeah, it's I mean, it's great to hear about the Haggerty Drivers Club. It sounds like a really unique experience that you guys deliver. What advice do you have for other brands who are looking to create a premium customer experience? You know, I've been here 15 years now, and, and that hyper focus on customer service has never wavered. 
That's been a core tenet of the Haggerty brand since I've been here and way before I was here. When someone calls us, be it for a roadside event, be it for you know an insurance quote, or just to talk cars, you can call us up and just talk about cars if you want to. Our staff is trained to talk to you like a human being, to treat you with friendliness and respect, but to really appreciate where you're coming from in terms of your passion for these vehicles. Um, we will be there to talk with you about it. We will point you in the right direction. You need a certain part for it. We can help you find that. Anything you need to help support the hobby and keep it alive for future generations, that is our mission, you know, to save driving, to make sure that the enjoyment of driving is around for decades to come. As we move forward into the age of, you know, autonomous vehicles and, you know, what the future is telling us is going to be coming, there's always, we believe, going to be a passion for just getting out on the open road and enjoying collector cars like these. Yeah, that's really cool. And during all this, Haggerty has migrated over to the Swoop platform to help out with the customer service. How's that been so far? You know, not only can I initiate my own dispatches now, I can see exactly which of our members are having services right now in this moment. I've got it pulled up on my other screen here. As we speak, I can see how many scheduled services we have, how many are in progress, how they're going, you know, what the ETAs are. We, we instantly survey our members immediately after a roadside event, and we're able to get those comments in real time. And really, um, you know, programs like the Winback program and the command center, those really help us do that. If we think there's going to be a long wait for a member, we can now see that. We can reach out to that member proactively, kind of help them through that experience rather than just kind of leaving them in the dark without any communication. That it increases the level of satisfaction with the experience, you know, exponentially. That is really awesome to hear. Um, thanks so much for joining us, Eric, and sharing with us how Haggerty views the customer experience. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to, happy to be here and uh, happy to come back anytime. Now, we've just heard from Haggerty directly, but we got the unique opportunity to connect with a Haggerty Drivers Club member for some firsthand feedback. We were able to speak to Paul, who's been a Haggerty member for a long time. Paul, thanks so much for joining us. But before we get started, we got to talk about the collection of cars that you have. Please tell us about that. So let's see. Right now I'm at uh, seven vehicles. Uh, I've got a 71 Alfa Romeo Spider, 66 Mustang, and a 66 Ford F100 a uh, 1960 Ford Galaxy Starliner, a 75 Honda Civic uh, hatchback, and a 1989 um, Jeep Grand Wagoneer. And the latest addition to that, to the fleet, I should say, is a 1974 Honda CB450 motorcycle. Now, I don't know if you're supposed to ask this, if it's kind of like children, but do you have a favorite? <laughs> it's hard to say, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll answer with the one I've spent the most time on because it needed the most work. Uh, and I probably drive it the most. And that's the 66 Ford F100 pickup truck. I actually um, use that periodically to uh, pull a travel trailer around and do some campings. That's awesome. That's how did you get into collecting antique vehicles? <laughs> uh, so this was a number of years ago. I actually wanted a, um, some sort of a vehicle that was kind of fun to drive around on the rare sunny days in Seattle. And I didn't have a lot of money at the time. So I tried to figure out something classic that I could afford, uh, some sort of convertible. And I ended up settling on the 71 Alfa Romeo uh, Spider. And and uh, it was great. It was, you know, gently used, but like any Italian sports car, it, it did need some work. Back in the day, you know, when I was going through high school and college, I'd kind of kept my cars running. And, and so I picked up 
dusted off the wrenches and uh, rolled up my sleeves and got in there and um, did some repairs, did some work on it and found I kind of actually enjoyed working on the car and, and, you know, using my hands as opposed to my uh, desk job behind a computer. So I uh, ended up kind of just slippery sloping into thinking, boy, I've always wanted a 1966 classic Mustang, pick that up. And, and that was all she wrote. It was just from there on, I uh, kind of fell into it. You've been doing this a while. How long have you been uh, a Haggerty Drivers Club member? Uh, since pretty much day one. Uh, you know, they're they're really the go-to company for uh, insuring classic vehicles. And I ended up picking up with them and, and getting that first car uh, insured. And since then, I've, I've been a loyal customer. And how has it been to be a Haggerty Drivers Club member with your vehicles? Uh, you know, it's been great. They're, uh, as I mentioned, sort of the go-to company for classic car vehicles. Everything from insurance to vehicle valuations to, um, you know, meetups. And, you know, the interesting thing about driving a uh, classic vehicle is I really enjoy the feel of the machine and, and, you know, kind of the rawness and connection with the road. But there's always a question of whether you're going to actually make it from point A to point B when you set out on a trip. And, you know, I really enjoy uh, the sense of adventure that you get there. But on the flip side, I'm not crazy. So I wanted to make sure that I had some backup and protection from somebody that understood classic cars and, and could really help me deal with it. And if it did break down and strand me somewhere. So it's hasn't happened yet, knock on wood. But uh, just having that uh, peace of mind has been great. Yeah. And how does Haggerty improve your experience with your car when you're not driving it? It's been everything from uh, vehicle valuations, which has been a great resource. You know, all of the insuring that they do, they get a good sense of what vehicles are going for. Uh, and as I you know, add to the fleet or swap out cars. Uh, it's always a go-to site to try and figure out, oh, what, you know, what should I be paying? What is my vehicle worth if I'm going to be selling it? And they have a lot of educational and, and informative and just fun articles and videos and podcasts that I check out. I, in fact, um, on a regular basis, they um, send out emails and unlike almost all marketing information that I get from other companies that I deal with in the uh, classic car biz, I actually look forward to and always open up those uh, Haggerty uh, emails because they've got a lot of great articles um, and just make me really feel connected to a lot of other people in the uh, car community. Yeah, it sounds like a really fun community to be a part of. It is. It is definitely. Yeah, that's really great. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your experience, Paul. The Haggerty story is just a great example of how a service can evolve into a community by delivering great experiences on the good days and the bad days. Now all I need to do is get a collector's car so I can join the club. Until then, thanks for listening to The 511. Enjoy the ride.